everybody. We are live on the American Academy of Optometry floor, and we are, of course, a podcast of Try Not to Blink. We are a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news, tips, and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. What is that? Well, you're going to find out. We'd like to thank, of course, our sponsor, the amazing people at Valley Contacts, who've made this podcast possible, makers of stellar gas permeable contact lenses, and the oh-so-incredible custom stable scleral lens. In case you're wondering, which I know you're not, who I am, my name is James Diem, and I'm here with not my uber-talented co-host, because she doesn't like that. I've, I've said it every time that I've introduced her, but all of a sudden, it's not good enough anymore. Um <laughs> I have Roya here, Dr. Roya Habibi. Roya, what is up? I, have I a mean, bad voice today. everyone can tell that we're a couple days in to yeah. Academy, obviously, live yes. on the floor. And if you couldn't sense by that lack of energy <gasps> Jimmy just had as he introduced us, that was <laughs> yeah. sorry. He took sorry. his riddle in. Yeah. Right? He's sorry. You so. missed that one. Anyways, third day in an Academy for recording. And actually, it's the last of our live recordings yeah. in Academy. We're wrapping it up and right here. Just because of that, we wanted to highlight the best for last, obviously. That's right. We did. So we saved the best for last. Have, who's Aww. that other voice on the line? But the one and only Alan Glazier. That's Whoever, right. If you're under a rock or You probably don't know who he if is. If you don't know, yep. <laughs> yeah. But let me just introduce him real quick. Spit a couple numbers and games and whatnot. He founder is the founder and the visionary <laughs> behind like ODs on Facebook. And he's also a optometrist. Like, That's right. You know, Shocking. I know, right? The founder <laughs> I don't believe of it. Shady Grove Eye and Vision Care in Rockville, Maryland, which is actually my roots. I'm from the I'm from the DC area. I grew up in Ashburn, Virginia. I think we talked yeah. about that. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yep. so where the Redskins training camp was absolutely. for many years. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Um, but also he's you know our optometry honorary celebrity, I suppose. He, he he's is. He's been on a lot of different, uh, even national national sites, CNN, NBC, CBS. He's been in some different magazines, um, but yeah. So, now- but all that's nonsense because really, what he wanted <laughs> more than anything was to be on this podcast, right? Yes. So, CNN, NBC, ABC, XYZ. Try not to blink. That's what Those he wanted were to do. all practice. Came here to be on our podcast, and we appreciate it. I've had my eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And not Don't blinking, blink. though. There yeah. you go. <laughs> cool. Well, well, we're really happy that you joined us, and we're going to have a, a fun little discussion about all sorts of stuff. But real quick, we just ran into you at iInnovate, and right. we, we were very impressed with your presentation, everybody's presentation. What did you think? Thanks. Yeah, that was, thanks. That was some introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so... so I, I've, you know, I'm not going to say I thought about running a eye care marketing only conference ever for right. seriously, yeah. but I thought that would be cool. And um, and the f- people from 4ECPs actually planned and executed one. Awesome. And I, so I was excited from from the perspective of oh, that's something I always because marketing has been my thing. Absolutely, and uh, that's something I really w- thought would be cool. And then they did it and they asked me to be there, and I was like, yeah, I, I'd like to be on the ground floor of that on some level because th- that's a message that is so important that I've been trying to get out there to docs on through many of my lectures throughout all these years. And yeah. it, it wouldn't make any sense for me to say no to something like that. So of yeah, course. of course. And even though they're Canadian, you agreed to do it. You know, it's funny. That was the hard part. <laughs> I, I had to so, really, really think that eh? through. Yeah. A was, a was something that that joke got old real fast. Sorry. And then my, they, they, <laughs> they, they texted us. They're like, what song do you want to walk up on stage to? And I never got yeah. back to them. So what are they? 
do Rush. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's it. Good, though. I, mean, I, I love Rush. No, I love Rush, but I'm like, yeah. I could have, I could have figured that. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Of course, you can. Not hard on that one. Five. Well, I Canadian thought it was actually musicians. really cool. I got to go to it as well. So I should have mentioned this isn't even our third day. It's oh, this our is bizarre. There's a dinosaur could walking by. Could this get any right weirder? <laughs> it's totally normal. <laughs> there, okay. Oh my goodness. Well, anyways, back to I innovate and shout out to Trudy. 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 What up, girlfriend? Um, what a dynamo that woman is. Oh my badass. god. I've never she seen anybody. She is a girl boss for real. Like that's what girl bosses Thank are. Thank God she's in our industry too. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Trudy Sheree. Anyways, I thought it was pretty awesome to be in so they had it for those who didn't know or don't know, they had maybe what, fifteen people talking and it was kind of a TED Talk style talk. A lot of the presentations were really, not a lot, a lot, all of the presentations were super chic. Um, And to be honest, after, so every presentation was no longer than 25 minutes. And now I'm at these academy lectures and I'm like, Past twenty five minutes, I'm like, this is so. We still talking about so corneal long. neuropathic pain? <laughs> hey, like, yeah. can we can we sharpen, like, shorten <laughs> everything? Pack that twenty minutes because it felt like each an hour long. Yeah, yeah. So it's such valuable information packed in. I felt like I got m- multiple hours. I and mean, granted, it, it was, but I thought it was cool. What yeah. was your favorite talk? Obviously, other than your other own? than yours. <laughs> I, I haven't. I have to think about that. So I, I love the Google guys. I love hearing. Yeah. You know what I really loved? And not that it was the whole talk of anyone, but right. like the little nuggets that I got about, I always, my passion has been SEO. And for my practice, I, SEO built my practice, knowing yep. about it. When, when he was talking about all that SEO is boiled down to now is great content. Yeah. I was like, wow, after all that. They just, you know, they've always figured it out. They've always figured out how to keep people from gaming the system or they've gotten better and better at that. And they tightened it down to that one little nugget, which is something I've been pushing a content message. And I'm like, wow, they did it. And I'm like, this is the end. This is now you just got to create really novel, great content. That's it. And and nothing else other than reviews and ratings, but is going to really. And then that that was for me was a seminal moment at that, a seminal statement. I thought that was a great point. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, although I'm a nerd, like you probably may may have gone past everybody else. I'm like, wow. Well, it is kind of simple. They were like, what they're trying to do is not for you. It's for the clients, you know, and that's true. Like if you have good information about eye care, that's what they're searching for. Yeah. You know, I totally agree. I thought that was great. I also actually love the talk on micro influencers. I yeah, thought that yeah. was super oh, yeah. interesting. I, I love that too. That was really cool because yeah. I know about it. I think about it, but I don't really think I'm, I'm older now. And you know, I, I, I mastered an earlier, uh, social media environment. I, yep. I stay on top of it, but then I'm like, you know, this is really something that I might want to pay attention to yeah. more than I do. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Just for reference, it, we had a 20 minute talk on micro influencers and how it's changing the marketing game. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Even. I didn't so, even hear that word before. Right. Micro, I, it means really small. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everything knows, I do actually, is big, so it's it's hard for me to even conceptualize that. But do you? So do you listen to podcasts? Is it a thing that you do? Is it something you ever did? So other than ours, of course. Yes. Yeah, so so I have listened to podcasts. Sorry. Not my commute is. I, I go through three traffic lights to get to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. And right, most of the people I know have listened to podcasts on their commutes. Okay. Yes. Right. 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 Um, and then you know, a busy dad with two kid, two kids, and a dog kid, and saving uh, the world. You know. Yeah. And and uh, Odie's <laughs> on Facebook. I don't have a lot. I listen to music. I'm a huge audiophile. Okay. So I can't say I listen to much, but I love Radio Lab. Okay. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you ever heard yeah, of oh, yeah. like, yep, yep. It really is a thought-provoking. Yep. And then there's a lot of others, and it's just a lack of time. Lack oh, of time yeah. in my car, too. I'm going to be honest. I also have a 
day, three 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 light drive to go to work. So I don't listen to podcasts at all. Although my husband always nags me to do it because mm-hmm. he listens to a lot of good ones. Aside from the like casual binge on like the serial podcast for all of those who listened to the first episode of, or ser- season yes. of serial. Adnan, I heard about that. Somebody oh yeah, that to me. it was a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's good. a couple couple episodes. One you could like lay on, lay in your bed, just cuddled up listening to because it gets uh-huh. you really hooked. But what about you, Jimmy? Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I started after we got this idea. You know, I really didn't know. I don't think people where I come from, I often talk about where I come from. It's middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Um, people don't know what podcasts are. They there. Don't no have offense, I grew up they? there so I could say what I want. And uh, we uh, we don't have stoplights either. So, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, it doesn't matter how many there are. We don't have them. That's great. Um, it's one less ticket I would get. Yeah, <laughs> there right. you go. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, all right, that's our podcast talk. Well, now, we usually like to get to know our guests, obviously. Yeah. And we're going to have a lot of fun questions for you. But before we know, like, the you that we all see on the news, and on Odie's on Facebook, we like to know like who your friends know, the you your friends know, right? And your family. So yeah. we're gonna ask a couple oh my God, you're questions. Gonna unmask. You're gonna try we're to unmask me. We're gonna try. <laughs> you know, pull pull back all the all the curtains yeah, and like, really to get right to know questions. you. So first question. See, this is a slow pitch for you here. You talk about music. This is where I get to see how good you are. Yeah. Oh, all right. Here we go. Some music yeah. that you love, and um, what is your best live concert you've been to? And where? Oh, okay. Best. That, that I can't. Best. Best. So oh, I've been to a lot. Of, I've probably been to over 400 live concerts. Awesome. Seriously? Maybe. Yeah. And um, I, I followed. I didn't follow, but I, I, I went to a lot of Grateful Dead shows back in the day. I was oh, a jam wow. band guy. Right. Classic rock. I was a deadhead. Now I'm, my favorite band all the time is Fish. So yes. I see like 12 oh, okay. shows a year of Fish. Really? Wow. And I travel for that. I just uh, went to Nashville and met Scott Chamberlain on ODE. Awesome. He, we, he's a Fish fan. And over the years when he found out I like Fish, he's like, when they come to Nashville, you're coming down. I'm yeah, take yeah. Out. Awesome. And, we, and it was great. Like We connect with some ODs that way too. But um, the best concert I ever I ever went to. I, you know, it's hard to say, but I was yeah. at a, uh, I mean, I've been a lot of famous ones, but the funnest one I ever went to yes. was in 2009. I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I was in the fun. third or fourth row. Oh my God. Oh, and fun. they put on. They were this, sweating on you. They, it was just the most fun <laughs> I've ever had at yes. a show. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've been to a few classic concerts. I went to, I go to festivals. I went to the first lock-in, which is in a mountaintop awesome. in Northern Virginia. Okay. L-O-C-K-N, it's called. Cool. And we go with my, my friends. We get an RV, two Fun. RVs, and we, we, we park. We put down a carpet in between them. Yes. And we, we just go to music all oh day. And so Fish fun. was there that year. And have you oh been to the Gorge? Fish at the Gorge? I have not. I've been to a couple, like, bucket list venues, but I've yeah. not been to the Gorge. I've not to been come. to Red Rocks. That's We have those an RV myself. My family does. Oh. And you can come rent my RV, go to the Gorge, watch Done. Fish. <laughs> Done. <laughs> now, Do you collect oh, yeah. your stubs? For all your shows? I save my stubs, yeah. yeah you're yeah, a stub I'm saver. I'm a stub saver. <laughs> Are you a Dave Matthews guy at all? So I, Dave? Th- actually, that's a great question. So I, I do like Dave. I never I never gelled with him like I gelled with yeah. these other bands. Yeah. But I was at another famous concert, his first big venue concert ever, which was in uh, a Nissan Pavilion right yes. near where you were. Oh, really? In okay. two, that was Nissan. in, two, that was in 96. 96. Awesome. And I saved that ticket stub. I didn't really? know who he was oh, going to cool. be either so then. Cool. So yeah, big. That was, my, that's my That favorite. was a right place at the right time. Oh, go. my you God. Know? Yeah, because yeah. of how big he's become. And well, still, tell me now, switching topics, mm-hmm. how do you like your eggs? Very important question. I like my eggs over medium. Over medium. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to go scrambled. That's, that's just complicated. 
It's complicated. You can't make it easier or well done, right? I like Yeah, I like the egg yolk, little runny. Goldilocks. I like salt and pepper, a little runny. Yep, yep. So I dip my bread in it. There you go. Dip it. Yeah. So you're going to be on a game show. Your choice. You get to be on the game show. What one is it going to be? What would you kill it at? Hollywood Squares. <laughs> Stop. Well, it's not All even right. a question about that. Yeah. I always wanted to be in the middle square. I wanted to be next to Paul Lynn. You know? <laughs> Remember like that? You would be Are in you old enough square? to have you, yes. if, if, if you know what it is. If that yeah. reference is for no. young people, just go to YouTube and, yes. and watch an episode would of that. It's old below but it's Will be Goldberg or above? Well, oh, so it's Gold, Will be Goldberg is the next generation. I wouldn't okay, watch it. I'm sorry, but What other game show? Oh, I, you know, I love, um, I love, um, I mean, what's... I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, the one with the trivia and the... Oh, um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? No, the mm-hmm. the, um, no? the old classic one, Jeopardy. 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 Yeah. Oh, I, Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. Yeah, I'd love Jeopardy. to be on Jeopardy, Jeopardy too. Are you, do I you think, like know the answers? Do you like have it on in the background sometimes and whip out the answers? Science, math, and history, I kill it at. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Well, we have some questions here we might ask oh, you in no. a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> the game is, are you smarter than a first year? Okay. So we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find uh, out. I will tell you that I took my ABO test... To challenge myself, okay. I, I just wanted to see how much I knew, so I walked yes. in there without studying. And? I passed by one point. Damn. Yeah. No, I, you can't. I'm a little nervous about that. You can't talk about it, right? The questions, whatever. But when did you do that? How was it? Did you like? Did you think it was? Did you feel like it was a challenge? Did you feel oh, yeah, like it was yeah. complicated? Yeah, There was a lot on there that I should have maybe. Like, there were newer medicines that I wasn't aware of in my state that I couldn't prescribe, so I didn't okay. know much about them. Yep. Um, that would have would have helped, um, yep. and I probably would have failed if I missed one or two of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I just went down C C C. You know, you know how they teach you to nice. do that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. going back to a song, song, a song question. What's your go-to song? The part the, you're at a party, it's dead, it's boring. Not like what last you, night's party. What do you put on <laughs> to like get things going? Go-to party song. Ooh, well, it's gonna have to be something funky from the '70s. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and I've got a list. Rush. <laughs> right. Well, maybe like Free Will or Spirit of the Radio, like that gets you going. There you go. But but it depends on the crowd. Free Will. Not everybody's going to look. Said? It depends on the crowd. Uh, free Will. Oh, I yeah, I said free, will. free Will. So people will look. You put Rush on. Like yeah. the, people Michael might look Jackson. at you like really. <laughs> you know, but but um, I'm I love funk. Yes. And I love 70s funk, and I can't come up with one particular song, that's but okay. I, right. yeah, I, that that we got it. For me. We're there with you. We're getting ready. We're pre-gaming. What was your first job? Okay, my first job. Well, it, I'm this. Uh, I'm not going to say this one counts, but I worked in my father's. He was an optometrist. Oh, get out! And okay, I worked cool. as a VT tech in his oh, office. That was really? my very first job. But um, after that, um, cool. I mean, oh, I worked at a deli. Cool. Um, and cutting making, meat, cutting meat, and you serving. ever cut your finger or anything? Oh, yeah, Any yeah, good yeah, stories? Yeah. yeah. See? Got some scars. I am deli, and then I worked at like anyone can make it as a server somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I worked at a bar, a bartender, and then a DJ. Nice. You were a DJ. I was a DJ. Oh, cool. And then my first real job, I worked at these funk hits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This was at a Studebaker's. It was a (laughs) it was a chain that played fifties. Really? Yeah. And and I have real deep musical knowledge, and I I got the job because you know they they tried you out, and I was like the only one who knew anything about stuff from the fifties and seventies and stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, and then then I worked at the FDA before this, and then I uh, when I was deciding whether I was going to optometry school, I worked as an insurance sales guy. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Look and that, that I hated. I, I just like I, there's no way I'm working my way up in this. I'm going to that. grad school. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, awesome. I'm not good at sales. Yeah, I mean, the VT thing. Now that 
your dad, he did a lot of VT in the practice. Was that a focus that he did? Was vision therapy? Yeah, my dad was one of the first COVD uh, oh, cool. fellows? guys, fellows, yeah. and he um, was passionate about children treating children with a vision therapy. Wow. Awesome. And he had a, one of the leading VT practices in the D.C. area. Growing up, you cool. know, he was my, my idol and my model for... Actually, I wasn't even considering optometry. That's another story. But, but then one day I, I came home and I was trying to figure out what I want to do in my life. And he would come home so happy from work every day. Yeah. And I was talking to my friends and their parents were miserable. Most of where I live are lawyers in, you yes. know, in D.C. Yeah. And uh, I said, if I could be half as happy as he is, I'm doing something right. Right. That's, that's, that's awesome. when I chose optometry. Cool. That's Very awesome. cool. Yeah. Well, just to end this little get to know you gig, we want to know a question that I think people judge you pretty harshly on. Um, but we want to know... The creature that encapsulates who you are, your personality, what we like to deem the spirit animal. What's your spirit animal? Does that mean I have to pick an animal? That, an animal likely, that like... Whatever you, whatever, you, you know, could like be anything. Your uh, person. Well, so I'm a... One of my... My passion, yes. probably above anything else, is dogs. Yes. Oh, yes. But I'm not a dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no dog. I take it as a compliment. I would say a monkey, probably. A monkey? Right. monkey. Why? Yeah. Uh, what kind of monkey? Because I get crazy and uh, goofy. and <laughs> Jumping around. Yeah, and, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up a pile of poo and throw it at you. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. Good. That watch works. Watch out, you guys. <laughs> it says a lot about who you are. Do you have to believe poo of that word? Okay. Right. No, okay. Love it. We all do it. Duty. Right? You nailed it. Good. We got our spirit animal nailed. Uh, good. Cool. Tree so shrew. We'll, we're we're going to segue into our, our discussion here as, as if we weren't already discussing all these things. And, um, of course, you know, when we're talking about being social, right, that's what we're doing here. We're being social. Uh, the, the Who better to talk to than the, the social media expert, uh, Dr. Glazier. So, of course, we all know OD's on Facebook. Uh, how long has that been going on now? September 9th of 2011 was day one. Wow. Really? That was when I took it off a napkin and made it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Actually create page. Create, create page. Cool. Yeah, yeah, actually a group. Yeah. Group. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I actually, had a, I know people don't know this. I had an ODs on Facebook before this one. Yeah. And um, it was in 2009. And Facebook, um, we had about 1,000, 1,100 members. And yep. Facebook canceled the group ah. feature. And we disappeared. Oh, my gosh. It was gone. I didn't know that. And that was two years later before I did it again. Um, when they re they fixed up the group function and put it back up and and that's when I, this one started yeah interesting wow <laughs> why did you start it I mean obviously twice but this is a story I love to tell because yeah. I think it, it helps the community understand what the purpose is exactly. I um so so I I love connecting with people online and I love talking clinical and practice management sure. um, just something that that I really like but I want the conversation to be real and there was a there was. There, there were a couple communities before me that were in, in old forum style. Um, sure. One was a listserv, um, uh, Walt Mayo, who is the real father of optometry social media, awesome. not me. Uh, Walt Mayo had, had, had up, Opcom, Walt? an Opcom list, which I think still exists. Okay. Cool. And they, they send stuff into your inbox, and that got old fast. Cause I was, oh, yeah. sure. But I love what he did there. He's a great guy. Yeah. And I, I, I still idolize him as cool. the father of social media. And then there was another community. I'm not going to name them because this was the, the impetus for... What I did was this community had no real moderation. Mm-hmm. And, and what I noticed in there, you know, we are all experts that have a lot of important things to say. And sure. what we say is valuable. It has real value because our education is valuable people. So in this group, 
when when somebody marginalizes someone else by insulting them or using the perceived distance the internet creates to say uh, things you never normally would so do face true. to face yes. what you do is you push people to the side yep and then a small core group of people who like to engage that way take over the community yes. and that's what happened in that community oh yeah and and i didn't like it at all so i i literally wanted to create my own community and run it the way i wanted to run it yep and and i i literally took an literally on the back of a napkin i wrote down everything i didn't like about what was going on there yeah. and i made those my guidelines and i get criticized about the guidelines but you know it's my space and i'm gonna run it the way i want to i get called Fair. napoleon and everything but there's <laughs> there's a method to my madness i'm not just trying to be a jerk yeah. no. and i'm not trying to exercise some power i do it because i want that conversation to be real yeah and there's a few things i don't tolerate at all like racism that drives me berserk yeah there's no reason for that in our industry but yeah we see it right well it pops up less and less. Okay. And, uh, and if I see it, they're gone immediately. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Most, most of the offenses on there, like I'll give one warning, and if they do it again, they're out. I don't need them there. No. There's 36,000 people who want to have a good conversation. Right. So, um, and then, of course, they go, they, they break the rules and then go getting mad at me. Yes. You know, exactly. so I, it's, it's fine. I could care less. I, I right. deal with it all the time. But anyhow, the whole purpose was to create a great place to share and, and, and talk optometry, clinical, and practice management without, not at anyone's expense. Right. And that's, if you look at all the guidelines, it really, that's what they spell out. Yep. Well, that, I mean, funny you say that because we talk about how, I mean, this happens in every group, even when it is being moderated. But we call, we deemed this term of like the, this pounce effect, right? Someone s- says a comment that's maybe no one agrees with yeah. or whatever. We've deemed this wolfing. Okay. You're wolfed. Oh. You know, because a wolf like, like will kind of surround their prey, and then mm-hmm. once one goes in first, Boom. then they all go, They just right? yeah. wolfing. Wow. You should get, enter that in the Urban Dictionary. Yes. There you go, yeah. Exactly, yeah, do that. We, we get wolfed. Put that on your list. <laughs> Prochera, not, you know, or amniotic membranes. Whenever I, I always get wolfed on that topic. When I bring <laughs> it up, they're like, oh, amniotic membranes, you're ending the... You know, it's uh, you're taking advantage of patients and blah blah blah. That's one I always. We, that's what we said. I always get wolfed on that one. But I, th- really. I think like the, the the criticism is fine. I, yeah. You know, I I don't mind when there's criticism, and and, right. and I don't mind when people are edgy or have difficult topics. Right. Yes. I just don't want hateful, hurtful stuff. On right. There. That's it. So some people have a, a style of engaging that is rough. Yes. Yeah. It's rough. I'm not gonna kick them out for that yeah. right. but but if they you know if they're too rough on so if it gets personal that's yes. when i i jump in yeah. i think i think that it is you were sort of alluding to this but there is this weird thing about being online even though on facebook it's your name it's your practice like you could easily find out who this person is but people are so much more like frank and easy to give these kind of rude comments that they wouldn't say in real life and i know we can all read it out of context but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you wouldn't do that in real life. Right. Why do you have to act that way? Because you're writing it. You could have it's, thought it's two amazing. more seconds when you re- read that comment or maybe reread it before you posted it, realizing, like, you're being a dick. Like, you don't have to say it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, have a, I have a phrase for that. It's called the Howard Stern effect. <laughs> Howard Stern. Right? You know, Howard Stern, yeah. if yes. you, in real life, is evidently very different. Yeah. Than oh, really? he's, on the, very, he's the total opposite person. He's shy. <laughs> he's... You know, within himself, Reserve, he doesn't yeah. like people, but he gets in there. He can he can do a hell of an interview, right. and yeah. he's funny and engaging, and he's crazy. Right. So it's it's an alter ego thing. Is yeah. What it is. And it's an opportunity for people to be someone they aren't. Maybe. Right. True. You know. Yeah. And then you come to a meeting and you see them, and they like look the other way and walk <laughs> the other way. Right. right. How, how often? How often does that happen to you? Um, I I have a lot of crazy stuff happen to me. I've had <laughs> best I've story. death threats. Come Stop. on. Yep. I've had people. Um, one guy right over there that wanted to fight me one time at a at a dinner. 
He tried. What? He said, "Let's go outside right now," and I'm like, "I'm not gonna say the company." I'm like, "We're at Ruth Chris at this company's dinner. I'm not going to go outside and probably fight you right now." <laughs> like, like, I, I probably would you consider yourself the Chris Rogan of eye care? I don't know. That just popped in Chris my head. Chris Rogan. Chris, not Chris Rogan. Are you like is that Rogan. a timer Nick of Rogan. Is that Chris Rock and no. Joe, Joe Rogan? Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Timer of Chris Rock and Joe Rogan. Yeah, there you go. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. He's, um, he's the podcast guy, right? So he is a podcast guy. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't consider myself. I th- I, he's kind of a badass kind of guy. I don't, I, you don't think you're a badass? A I think bit? I'm kind of fun. Uh, fun. Like I like to think of myself. Somebody lives in the moment, has a lot of fun. Like yeah. I don't think of myself badass at all. Joe but, Rogan has a really cool new but podcast. I would have kicked that, guy's, I kicked that <laughs> yeah. guy's butt for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, he's good. He's funny. Um, I, I, I'm more of, um, you know, I think of more of myself as a moderator. Like, sure. Just, yeah. you know, I just, I, I could be in there saying nothing all the time and just running it and be happy. Yep. And a lot of the times you'll, you'll see me post like a stupid funny meme. And, and the purpose isn't always to be funny or get laughed at or be the guy. Yeah. It's to steer the conversation in a different direction because yeah. it's, it's almost like gaslighting in a, in, a, in a positive way. If things are going downhill or there's yeah. something on there that's too ugly and, and maybe I can't delete it because it really doesn't violate a guideline, you'll see me start to post. Yeah. And you'll see me start to do stuff. And, and that's kind of how I use the community. And, Interesting. And, and, and I'm just happy if I'm, it's driving value and influencing people. I, I don't think that's a Joe Rogan kind of thing, really. Yeah. But, I mean, he's – thank you. I, I'll, I'll start, maybe Joe I'll Rogan's try that cool. out. Yeah, Joe you should. Cool. I like it. <laughs> looks good on you. Right, right. How yeah. do you – and have you kind of uh, driving engagement, getting more – you know, let's just focus on engagement. Like, how how have you driven all this engagement? Well, it, you know, the, I, we, we just talked about what I said when by not marginalizing people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by making them know that when they go out there, that the admin has their back, and if they get attacked and it's out of line, yeah, that they're that that comment will be deleted or gone, or you know, I'll have their back, and and, yeah. and that is the secret sauce to Odie's on Facebook, and I don't mind telling you now because now there's a lot of great communities out there. I want to see them all thrive and all be healthy. Yeah. And in the communities that are not moderated like that, like there are there are literally communities that pop up from people I ban that end up being Alan Glazer hate groups. Yeah. And it's it's funny because people will send me screens from friends right. who are in them. I'm right, like, right. You're in an Alan Glazer hate group? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're my friend, but that's great. They'll send me right. screenshots and I laugh through this stuff. I'm like, really? I'm like, if if you're MO is a, yeah. a forum to hate on me. Yeah. Good luck to you. Some you people know? have a little too much time, I feel. You know, when you're, when you're running something, you're leading something, you're changing the way the, the game is played, people want to take you down. You yeah. know, and that's, people are going to criticize. Right? You know, so it's, it's haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. <laughs> Hashtag. That is a new segment. Haters going to hate. I love it. Very good. Thank but to, you. But to the engagement thing is, like I said, just keeping it real and, and not marginalizing anyone. Then, and, and also something, you'll never see me refer to this as a group. Sure. I always refer it? to it as a community because community, even I like though that. I started and I run and I found and I make the rules, I, I often will ask people's opinions on how do you want to change to make it better. And, yeah. and it, it is really everyone together doing it. It's their space. Absolutely. And, and I don't just say that lightly. It really is. So, so they'll... They'll re- when I can't watch it all the time, and I have two staffers that have an eye on it too. Yeah, do you have people? At yeah, help? I have two yeah. people that work for okay. me. Marcy Moskowitz is cool. is uh, the head ex- up, exec Thanks, admin. Girl. She's yeah, great. Marcy. I have I have writers, um, and, you know, people who write content for the blog and everything. Okay, Absolutely. but um, just um, just have the community watches their community, and they, re- yep. they when something's out of line, they'll send me off in a PM. Alan, you better go look at this. Yep, I love that because then I can live my life, Not and I can also keep the community standards Absolutely. high. 
What um one of the things I think that it's done in particular, uh, and and one of the reasons why I like it, and to speak how it started, um, I was a student when all that stuff was going on about the other groups and the negative you know stuff going on, <clears throat> and I really was thinking long and hard about going through with it. You know, I, I feel like I should leave this profession because there's so much negativity, there's so much hate for for what they're doing, and it just was like, what am I doing? about to spend all this money, time, effort to to join something like this when everybody hates it. Everybody hates it. But it wasn't everybody. It was five people, you know, talking about the same problem the loudest that too, they couldn't, right? you know, fix. They were, you know, they were not involved in any meaningful way in any of the issues that they're bitching about. Um, and and so I I think one of the biggest services that's been accomplished is the the congeniality for students. You know, and, and a, a positive conversation for students. And uh, that's something I'm passionate about and I really appreciate. So what, what do you think about student outreach? I'm so glad you brought this up. I, and this message goes out to the students and young ODs that are in that group. Don't underestimate the value of having somewhere to go to complain <laughs> because it's therapeutic. Yeah, it's true. Don't look at what somebody says as anything that's factual, you, you, in your life, you're going to run into people that are glasses half empty and people that are not, that right. are glasses half full. And, and just kind of when you see these posts that maybe bring you down on the profession or you feel like, what am I doing here? Just remember, look at it through the prism of who might be writing that and what else might be going on in their life and how miserable they may be on anything they do. Do you think if that person was in podiatry that their career would have that, and they were in a podiatry community and they were 20 years in and they hated this, that, or about, that they're going to talk any differently, they're going to be miserable wherever they go. Right. And, <laughs> and then there are people who aren't miserable people, but they, they have this community of uh, like-minded colleagues who, who walk into the same type of room, use the same type of equipment, and have the same kind of professional life every day that they can share this with. Absolutely. And then there are people who turn that into humor as well. So sure. there's all kinds of people on there, but the, the loudest ones are the complainers. And right. you just have to look at it through the prism of what kind of person this really is. Right. I get on there and complain too. I, yeah. like, I need to. Yeah. I think, you know, we all have our lives outside of optometry, right? So I like to think I'm, I'm not defined by my job, but also for instance, my husband, he's in commercial real estate. He doesn't care about, not that he doesn't care. It's a rough care, crowd, those guys. But he doesn't care about my and, and understand my problems, right? If I complain to him about, not that he doesn't, but you Your see what I mean? Like, problems, right? Well, he just doesn't get them. He doesn't get them. Right. He, he listens to me. He does his best to good guy. make me feel yeah, good. Yeah, he's a keeper. But he doesn't get it, he's right? And then you go on to something where you have a group of everyone in your same profession. They get that patient that's mean to you. That's right. They get you having problems with your staff. And, like, I'm sure he complains the same way about his profession to his colleagues. This is us, but in a group of 40,000 almost, complaining about our day-to-day problems where people get it. And that might be seen as negative. But, again, kind of like you're saying, there are people who just complain more louder than other people. Yeah, they're louder. Like, the people are nothing to complain about are, are reading the complainers and thinking, oh, that sucks for you. <laughs> right, you know? right. Like, but it's not me. And, right. and, you know, they're not... You don't. You, there, there is no. You know, there, there are news channels. There's the shows like Cops and everything, where, which I like to watch because it always makes me feel better about myself. Oh my god! Right. But there's no shows on that are happy, happy. Look how great this right. and this and this. And look at the great things we're doing. There are very yeah. few of those. There's right. a reason because people like that drama. Why they, is the office yeah. drawn so popular? Drama, right? Why is Parks and Rec so popular? Oh my god! It's I just love making light of like. Just the, the mediocre life. Yeah. It's just our life. Not it like the, the flashy things, like the day-to-day. It yeah. is. 
Speaking yeah. of day to day, what does a day look like for you? What do you do? What what like what happens? You wake up. It's let's say it's Tuesday. Do what you are wake you doing up early? Are you an early bird? What do you do? Um, I get up um, and I by the sun. I get I get up by no. I get up by <laughs> getting poked by my dog usually. Right? Yeah. And then um, I uh, I you know I usually go to the gym. Well, I, yeah. I get my kids get off, get them off, help get them off to school. Although, Older. I got a 17 and a 15 year old. Wow. Boy, okay. Two boys. Two awesome. Boys. Two awesome. Boys. And uh. And then I go to the gym, and I spend about two hours at the gym a day. Dang. Wow. Yeah, and that's um, – then I go either – In Zumba? In Zumba, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a, what, are the, what do they call that? The biking thing? The, the, Cycling? Uh, uh, spinning? Spinning. Spinning. No, spinning. I, spinning. I, I, I do – I, I was running for a long, long time, and I, cool. I got a back injury, and now wow. my doctors don't run anymore, which was really hard to take. Oh, so sure. now I'm on the elliptical. <laughs> which uh, I hate every second on there, but I do it, you know. And then I, I lift, and I lift, and I've cool. done that my whole life. And, cool. um and then I so I see patients some weeks I see patients some weeks I'm traveling okay. and some weeks I'm I'm working in business development for my new company which is Total Eye Care Partners okay and um so I, I it varies I I have pretty I have a pretty I can pretty much do what I want unless I have patients booked then I have to be there seeing them okay. like like all of us right yeah <laughs> well That's you brought up Total Eye Care Partners <laughs> and your tagline it said was enabling optometrists. With mature practices, a medical model legacy exit. Right. Break that down for me. So, um, we, we, everybody listening to this podcast understands the the, the space that we can, or the opportunities to work in optometry. And in ODs on Facebook, often, you know, unfortunately, people will bash other people's career choices, like corporate. You know, it drives sure. me berserk, also. Yeah. But um, when uh, when there's also a a, a there's a, a lot of uh, private equity companies coming into our industry right. and big, buying up practices, building up big companies. Uh, one of the first ones was My Eye Doctor, for instance. Right. Yeah. And, and what, what, what those companies historically have done is created an optical model. Right. Um, not so much focused on optometry's core competence, uh, optimizing our skills and education to the highest degree that we're able to. Right. And so I was approached by uh, two huge leaders in our profession and friends of mine, Ben Gaddy and Jay Vinkowitz. Never heard of them, right? (laughs) And they came up with a concept to do the same, to do something like that, but to really take advantage of the fact that nobody was really building medical model optometry practices. Right. Interesting. And I, so they had my ear right away, but I, I was, I was young. I was 51 at the time. I'm not ready to retire. I'm yep. not ready to sell my practice. Uh, but I looked at what they were doing and I thought, wow, I'm like, you know, I, I might miss a great opportunity here to yeah. help build something that I always say we needed as well, because yeah. I was coming in on the ground floor as a founder as well. And after a long talk and thinking about it, I love the fact that my practice was going to remain my practice. They weren't going to change the branding. They were just going to increase efficiencies and use scale to make things better and save more money. Right. And I was going to be working with my friends to build an, an option so that when grads get out of school, their, their only option isn't working in, in retail opticals and one, right. of the, one of the big chains where some office manager is telling you how to practice. Right. We're going to build something that when they graduate, they'll be able to practice. They won't be an owner necessarily, but they'll be able to practice to the full scope of their education as opposed awesome. to, you know, just trying to refract and get right. people Get out. a job, right? So, yeah, right. so I, I coined the phrase, when, once they explain this to me, I'm like, oh, this is a, a legacy exit for doctors. This is something that they're going to, their practice and their legacy will stay intact. Okay. While... In my eyes, it's improved. Yeah. It's improved in, for the benefit of the patients, the, the owner, and 
the the uh, the profession. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's That's really awesome. interesting, and I, I think it's it's very topical. I mean, we're hearing about it all the time now. It's in a lot of the trade journals, discussions on private equity. Um, I, I was just talking to an ophthalmologist who was at American Academy of Optometry recently, and they had they had a, a, an exhibit hall just for private equity they had like a little room where there were tables and you'd go it was like a speed dating (laughs) right right seriously makes sense you know makes sense all of them all players were there you know and they had a little presentation so it's big and and the conversation is is um complicated i think especially for for somebody like myself and roya you know and and is that something we want to be involved in is it not is it good is it bad i like everything you're saying you know i'm i'm skeptical and some not of what you're doing but of, of private equity in some regards. And I think everybody should be. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, every, everybody um, has a different kind of exit that will benefit them. Yeah. or And some will like this opportunity. Yeah. Some won't. Right. Um, I've been, in my own group, somebody called me a sellout. Right. The other and day. that's not, you know, that's... And I'm like, I sold. I didn't sell out. Like, right. That has a different implication, right. you know. I built my practice right. for the benefit of me and my family. Exactly. That's right. And I considered exits over time. I wasn't selling at the time. Just something that res- – there were other pro- – I could have sold out to private equity anytime oh, yeah. I want. I've been right. approached all, a ton of time. But right. it wasn't the time, place, and it, I didn't see that it was the best opportunity for me and my family. Right. So – for me, it was it worked. It was great. I like what they're doing, and I, I didn't, it's not going to harm independent optometry at all. Right. Because on the other end, people are going to be starting up practices, and when they get to the, down the road in the my cycle, when you're practicing more than twenty five years, you're going to like to have more options to sell to. Right. And if and you real, sell, yeah. and right. some people don't want it, they want to they want to ride their practice into the sunset, and more power to them. Yeah. And when you do ride your practice into the sunset, when you eventually want to get off the horse. And you didn't do you didn't open your options to other things. I'm not saying that you should do this absolutely, but like if you're getting down to the wire, I mean you see some postings online like stuck in X Valley, Georgia and can't sell my practice. Can't find a doctor. Can't find no anything. One, yeah, and then no help. one wants yeah. to work there, no one wants to buy it. I mean, you have right. to keep your options open to I was, I was just talking to a friend to- of mine that the doctor she's working in this practice and she uh, the doctor that was there died. <gasps> the doctor died. So the no practice the practice is left to his wife. And she's running everything. She's grieving. And, and it's hard to communicate so, and deal with the grieving and now, spouse. And now that other doctor is trying to purchase his practice from the wife. And, you know, it's just, it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's, it's, it's messy. It's complicated. So, you know, I think having a plan, right, and doing it earlier maybe than what you think is, is probably good advice. Having, you, the key there was having a plan, having plan. an exit strategy. So when I, you know, you hear the practice manager people talk about that. And I turned 50. And I started thinking about thinking about a plan. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And, you know, I have friends who, who died in their 40s, like yeah. uh, of various things. And I'm, I'm a pretty healthy guy now, but who knows what you can get hit by a car. You just don't know. Right? Sure. Yeah. So um, when I looked at my options, where I am based on geography, based on who the players were, based on the size of my practice, I realized that my options right at that moment were limited. What were they going to be in the future? And I'm like, oh, my God, I really, really need to plan this. And that's... Also, that was kind of fortuitous that, that a year later they were doing this, and it seemed like, okay, this is something that, that I can build that will help me and other people, but mostly me. Because, <laughs> right, right. you know, uh, hey. this, is, this is now seems like I need to think a little bit ahead. I may have to sell earlier than I normally would. Sure. You know, now, now when you sell, also, you, you have to think about age because if you have a practice that's a mature practice, 
and you practice till you're 65 and sell it, you get what you get. Right. That's it. If you sell 10 years before that, you're going to be able to put that money in investments and you have, that money will grow for you because it has time, the time value point. of money. Right. So point. you actually might do better that way. Just something to think about. Not everybody will do better. Right. And then you can continue to earn. It's not like a lot of doctors say to me, well, I'm going to practice for 10 more years. I'm going to earn. I'm making this number up $500,000 a year. That's a really good practice. Right? Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And that's going to be $5 million, but they only offer me $2 million for my practice. Why would I do that? Well, that $5 million isn't going in the bank for you. Those are, no. There's living expenses there. You're not putting away a lot of that money. No. So, so that's something to think about. If you can put it away, have it grow, and continue to earn, maybe you're going to be better 10 years off than you yeah. ever thought you would be. Right. That's great advice. Right. Well, I think, too, it's funny – Oftentimes, people feel like they need to give you some sort of advice, like, oh, you're a sellout. Oh, they judge you, right? Like, like you care, right? Not that you shouldn't maybe take advice sometimes, but you don't always need to give advice, people. Like, if someone tells you what they're doing, they're not telling you, will you judge me and tell me how I'm doing here? Like, mind your own business on the West Coast. <laughs> Yeah. People just mind their own business a lot better. Not I think, on the East Coast. Versus on the East Coast, someone has something to say about everything. Not in the Maryland area. Mind your own damn business. Politics. Mind your own business. When you tell somebody, <laughs> when you have a practice and you tell somebody they're a sellout for selling their practice, <laughs> you're done. You, you can never sell your practice now. <laughs> yeah. Right? You got to run it into the ground. Sorry, right? buddy. Right? Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> good, good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. I think good everybody has that in their head who wants to do private practice and, and or own a practice someday. You're building something to do what with it some point you're gonna have to do something build bring somebody in who's gonna you know transition or or sell you know all to kinds of all kinds yeah, of options yeah so it's just you know it's topical and i appreciate you sharing the information yeah, thanks for asking about some, it some people probably wouldn't want to you know share that information so i'm having a lot it. of fun building i'm part you know i'm on the ground floor i'm one of the i'm one of the key opinion leaders and it's great to build something it's my next challenge and i, yeah. I i'm relishing the role and the people i'm working with i'm telling you these guys are working so hard to do something good i can't i just wish you could see what i saw what they're putting together it's incredible what cool. i what i appreciate about it the last thing i'll say is that you and um dr gaddy uh and i don't know jay quite as well but um He's you're both guy to get on your we do need podcast. to have him. Yeah, you phenomenal. guys are both um advocates for our profession mm for optometry, for scope, for, you know, just working hard to get us to be able to do what we should be doing in practice with patients. And I think that that's what this whole, what I hope that's a lot of what your conversations are about. How do we make this platform work while elevating the profession ultimately? Right. Do no harm. Yeah. I think um, cool. whether it be your current project or even ODs on Facebook. I think one thing that I take away from all of this, and I think is cool, especially as a millennial, I'm going to speak for my, my community, uh, is I find that it's really cool that optometry, any big medical community, it doesn't have to be like an old gentleman's club where we only the top people get to sit around, the white hair people get to sit around, make <laughs> conversation, hair people. and yeah. make change, <laughs> right? Racist, right? We can do it in almost like a grassroots effort. Having a community where innovation is 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 important and and yeah, of course we even. are practicing our field and what we know our our bread and butter, if you will. But also, that's not what 
that's not all that people care about. In fact, most patients, if we're talking about patient care, they don't care as much about how smart you are. Of course they want you to be smart, but they want no to see idea. everything else. All your right? patients know is whether you met their needs. Right, yeah. That's, that's when they know they're yeah. happy. And I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, optometry, this is also something, the, the other, that other community that caused me to create oh, I know, this. I know what you're talking about. There are, there <laughs> are maybe 10% or less women that... that talking there also they're marginalized by the way the conversation uh-huh. as well when w- our profession is more than 60 percent women yeah girl and and there there historically has been a glass ceiling yeah. for women in optometry i think that's changing a lot i mean we're seeing a lot of changes in our country where women who've been marginalized for 250 years are now in positions of power Absolutely. and i think it's phenomenal and Odie's on facebook that one of the things i've been most proud about is that our makeup mirrors the makeup, makeup of the profession. That was good. Uh, no, but but really seriously like our makeup of members in terms of their sex is mirrors yeah. the profession. Right. And the people that engage mirrors the profession. And I I relish that because that means that it's a much any any Anybody who has their eyes on that conversation who's a corporation knows that what they're talking about that is mirrors what's going on real, in reality Absolutely. more than a community where only 10% of the people are or converse who are female. Absolutely. Yeah. Love huh. that. Love cool. females. Yeah. Amen, brother. The smart women, the, the Grateful Dead has a song, oh, Women Are Smarter. Keep going. Right? It is true. It's absolutely true. Listen, this has been fantastic. I think we could go on for hours, right? I mean, we have a lot we didn't ta- cover that we wanted to. I'll but, need a sandwich. But, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to get you lunch uh, and uh, close things up here. So. Awesome. Well, awesome. thanks again. This has been awesome. Well, this is something else. I'll tell you, the, you know, I've, I've been interviewed and seen different podcasts. This is very cool. You guys have quite the technology set up. And you're, 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 thanks, Chris. you're a little bit interesting and engaging. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're, you're okay, We try. Too. You're, you're okay, too. too. You're, you're okay. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks you know, for talking That's about my Joe Rogan-esque. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> but again, yeah. um, well, that about does it. As we wrap up our Tour Day Academy. Um, finishing off with a bang. It's been a whirlwind. It has. We've been, it's fun, though. Um, but and if anyone is interested in chatting with us, feel free to reach out via our website, our new and improved website, trynottoblink.com, or, of course, call or text us, 920-350-8622. We've got options for feedback. We'll put you on live-ish. Um, but live-ish. we want to be interactive, and we've got to see a lot of interaction this week, um, but we want to continue that even once we're back at our home states. So, of course, huge shout-out to our main sponsor, Valley Contacts, for all their support, not only for their amazing lenses, but the great people they are to work with. Be sure to tune in and listen to our next episodes, exploring the next big thing. But until then, try not to play.